Unbroken Podcast. I'm Alexandra Amor, author and lifelong explorer of what it means to be human. This is the podcast where my guests and I explore the inside-out nature of life via the psychological paradigm called the Three Principles. We explore the positive effect this can have on every aspect of our lives, including resolving things like unwanted habits, anxiety, trauma, depression, and more. You'll find episode show notes, transcriptions, your complimentary video series, and lots more at unbrokenpodcast.com. If you're struggling to resolve an overeating habit, I invite you to go to freedomfromovereating.com where you'll find all the details about the online course I've created based on my 30 plus years of struggle and how I found the solution to my own overeating habit by exploring this inside out psychological paradigm. Use the coupon code podcast at checkout to save 20% on this unique and comprehensive course. And now here's the show. Mason Cease, welcome to Unbroken. Thank you. Happy to be here. Great. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you discovered the three principles? Sure. Um, I discovered the three principles when I was incarcerated uh, six years ago now. Uh, Anna Debenham, uh, leader of the uh, Insight Alliance or founder, she came into prison. Um, it's my second time in prison and I was in for drug offenses. And man, it shook my world. I mean, it, it, like I had been searching my whole life for it's just like, what's the answer? You know, looking at all the billion of thing, things out there and trying to solve my inner struggles and my inner challenges and then turning towards drugs getting deeply into addiction and then making not the greatest decisions. Um, yeah. And, and when I took this class, I had previously been involved in like tons of meditation and I, I, I even was like sober for seven years between my two prison sets, got a degree in public health. But I was still felt like life was such a challenge. It was like I was still always looking for a way to try to feel different and feel better. Always looking for the next thing, the next self-help book, the next, like, how, how do I escape this challenging experience? And then when this, the three principles, when Anna came in, like, I mean, it just started, like, you're not broken. You actually don't need to do all that to fix anything you're fixing an imaginary self like and it just i mean there's so many insights and it really just helped me become like a better better flower a better surfer a better (laughs) mover through life and i realized there's so much less for me to do than i thought there was and that my natural capacity like who i was was actually amazing like Mm. um incredibleness and if I let my hands off of it and I saw the nature of where my experience was really coming from, I'd elevate. And um, 
man, it's just been a journey these last five or six years. Yeah. It's been yeah. a fun one. <laughs> and when, so when you took that class with, was it with Anna herself? Yeah, it yeah. was. And was it, I'm just curious, are they mandatory or is it vol- voluntary when you sign up? No, yeah, it was, I had a couple of friends who were ticked because she'd repeat right after 10 weeks, go to another one. They're like, you've got to take this class. Mm. Like, okay, I'll do it, you know? Um, and it was all voluntary. We're actually, I'm, I'm actually in teaching these classes now no. at the same institution. Yeah. Um, and you sign up. And I did it with some good friends. And, and it's amazing now, too. Like, I know many people. I'm still in contact with people from that class. And they're doing incredible. Six wow. years later. Like yeah. Every, every person I was close to in there is doing amazing. Wow. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. It's like the recidivism rate is like 60% within like three years or 50-something. And the fact that, like, I know like six people from that class are excelling. Like, I don't know how everyone else is doing, but that's pretty good numbers right there. Yes. Yeah. So just in the, in the general population, the recidivism rate is between 50 and 60%. Yeah. 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 Not even higher than 60%. I bet. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, And so one of the things you mentioned in your bio at the Inside Alliance website is struggling with anxiety, severe anxiety. That was one of the things you mentioned. Um, So what do you see now about what anxiety actually is? Right. My creative potential, I guess. <laughs> you know, like the amazingness of my mind. Um I I mean that was my lifelong struggle. Like my intense, like I got to the point periods where I couldn't even leave the house to get a haircut. You know, it was, I've been on like 30 different, maybe more than 30 different medications and always looking for like, always analyzing, like, how, how am I feeling? Oh, oh, then that means something about me. And I go into myself, and, oh, I'm feeling anxious about the, oh, and then I get up to thinking a lot about it and I feel it in my body. And I just thought I'm an anxious person. That's how I was born. That's who I am. That's at the core like my essence and i mean when i first heard like in our class we like you're not broken you don't need fixing like that rang so true and then when we went into how is our experience being created like like not even like judging it or like needing to fix it or anything but no just what is happening in our mind for us to experience reality. And I don't even know what really switched. I just know there was so many insights of seeing myself do things and seeing myself do things that weren't helpful Mm. and just getting more space in my head and getting more awareness about how I'm navigating and what I'm taking seriously and what I'm making up stories about. And, And it's just like this like fat melting away off of really well cooked something right just like uh, slid away and and then all of a sudden life became a little easier and I started to see oh I'm not only am I creating and it, it not only is life creating my reality through me 
but then I was responding to that creation. <laughs> you know, I was really responding and thinking, oh, I'm going to resist this. I need to change this. I need to manage this. What can I do to feel, feel you know, I was looking in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Like, really, the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw it, it stopped making sense to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, what is anxiety, right? I don't know. It's like an experience of humans. <laughs> you know, we're going to experience it, right? And I don't have to feed it as much. I don't have to feed it at all. And I can experience, I maybe can be a little anxious about something and then also have a peace inside at the same time. And I can be the awareness of that and like, oh, this means nothing about me. Mm-hmm. Don't have to go fix it. I don't have to go manage my outside world. I can just be okay. And, and if I have an insight about something to do that might help a situation, I do it. Mm-hmm. But there's a a journey of settling in, I guess. Um, of seeing my anxiety for what it was. Because, I mean... I am definitely not an anxious person today. Mm-hmm. I am I am not an anxious person. I have anxious thoughts on occasion. Mm-hmm. But they're in my heart. I know without a doubt that that is not what, what or who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And so it strikes me to ask, when you're teaching a class to a group of people who who have kind of run their lives off the rails in a way, you know, and they've ended up incarcerated Um, starting by telling them they're not broken is such an interesting place to begin. And, and I'm curious about how do you do that? (laughs) Right. You know, we, we do it from just, putting out the basics of our class. We're like, not broken. You don't need fixing. And our experience and our reality is being created from the inside out. That life is flowing through us. It's not coming at us. And we do some exercises in some ways. And we also say like, look, we're not like, we're going to explore these concepts for the next 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. We're just going to have an exploration we're not here to teach you anything. We're just here to remind you or to point you in a direction for you to see for yourself. That's it. Because we can't. We're not the experts. We're just pointing at it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and there's there's a pretty high retention in the mm-hmm. classes. And there's some people who who drop out, right? Yeah. We have one. Um, Anna had one, right? class where the person was like just like no this isn't right so like really upset and it's like not really like extremely i mean we just get attached to our ideas and there and we can feel attacked when we you know and this person left class a week later they came back like i'm I'm sorry like i had a like and then they they were like one of the most you know interactive participants and sometimes people just it's not for them yeah but i would say at least 85% 85% are like, I'm doing this. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Cause I can imagine it can be quite 
confronting for someone, you know, who's there, they're in a, um, in a situation they don't necessarily want to be in. It's not in their control. You know, they're in this place that where everything is sort of regulated for them and they can't leave. And then for someone to say to them, actually, you know what, you're totally fine. You're, you know, you're not broken. It could be a little confronting. I can see that. But I also see that because, because it's true, you know, that it would catch light with people. Right. I mean, these are, we're in prison. Everyone says we're broken. Yeah. Everyone says we're we're wrong. And, and I think we, we're also really like careful to say, look, we're not blaming. Like, it's just like, it's not, not our fault. And, and our trauma is, is feels real to us. And it's something we're bringing forward. And it's not an attack on the, on who we are. But sometimes we hold on to our, our trauma and our thoughts and we just think they they become a definition of our experience. And so, especially if people like kind of aren't seeing it and they're like, mm, you know, like, well, like just stick with us and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see over the weeks, people will start to open up or they'll just get a little confused, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like they'll be like, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm just confused, you know, and you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, something's mixing up there. It's like a little milkshake, you know, we just swirled around. It's like, okay, let's see what comes out of it. And so um and you can see a light. You can see a light turning on in people. Like you can see them. I mean, like for me, I I found my freedom in prison straight, straight, straight up. Like I found it hundred percent. I was so like I'm like I could be here forever and be all right. Like honestly, I didn't mm-hmm. really like had I had no desire or need for things to change in the situation, right? And sometimes it can be a really hard experience for people because of situations, everything in it. And there's a possibility in that mm-hmm. to see that like I'm not gonna get happiness through my external circumstances. I'm not gonna get satisfaction through that mm-hmm. that's that's definitely an illusion and sometimes being in prison you can see it a little bit clearer because you can recognize i still experience happiness and joy in this space and so i i feel like it's the best space to actually bring this understanding because people tend to be more receptive wow Yeah. And you're so right. You know, there someone is in almost the worst of circumstances and yet they can experience peace and happiness and joy. So that's, that must be so impactful. It was for you, obviously. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing what, what, what we're all capable of. Yeah. You know, and it's amazing how elusive this experience is. You know, how, how much it, it, we, we stick in that misunderstanding innocently. Like, it's just like, it, uh, I'm constantly amazed at this creation of reality and our experience as we move through life. Like, it's, and, and always the possibility to see more too. Like, and like six years into it, it's like, I'll see something today. I'm like, Wow, I did not see that before. <laughs> like, 
what? You know, it was like, <laughs> wow, that feels like a deepening. Yeah. Or that feels calmer. Um, and then all of a sudden I may have something else falls away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Um, and so one of the things I wanted to touch on was you mentioned uh, at the top of the show that you had had this seven year period, in, you know, in between two bouts of being in prison. Um, and, and then I guess fell back into the drugs habit. And so with this understanding, what do you see different now about falling back into old habits? Yeah. I still have habits. <laughs> okay. Too much. I'm on my phone way too. I'm like, hold on. But not really. I love it. I, I, I'm, it's fine, but it's also, I'm just aware of it. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think for me with uh, addiction and drugs, I really thought I was an addict. I'll be an addict for life. Mm. You know, that was what it was told. I was in all these many programs um, for addiction. And then also I was really successful in my life at the time. Doing everything right. And then I started getting, I had some challenges come up and I started getting in my thoughts. And I started believing what I was thinking and I started rationalizing things. And I started just kind of going down um, certain paths. And then I started using. And the second I used, I'm like, well, I'm an addict. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. That's I, I can't stop now. I need to just continue doing this. And it's like, that's just who I am. My justification, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, at least I'm going to be successful at it in this way. And then I started selling and doing not great things at all. And then I just, even after a degree, even after a great jobs, like I just got stuck in this world of experience that I thought was real. And I thought made at the time it made sense to me. Now I can't fathom, right? Yeah. Really yeah. made sense. And I know today, like, I take my, I mean, I don't have really bad habits anymore. Unless phone them. You know, but it's like, there's a lot less to do with my habits. So much less. And, and just that amazing awareness around it. And when I see them for what they are, they're habits of thinking. Mm-hmm. They're habits of stuff I've brought from wherever doesn't really matter. And if I see it, I see it, I'll let it go. But habits of thinking that just are what I'm experiencing. It's the grist. It's my mill turning things and me moving through things. Mm-hmm. And I can just like, Oh, this is just what it is. And I can hold it with love, hold it with compassion and recognize with that awareness, these things will move on. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to buy into my thinking of, 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 of sickness of I'm always going to be drawn to this or that I'm at, at the, I have like, I have no control. Like, and I, and the thing is like, this is a, this is a, I really don't like, we can't control what thoughts come in and we don't have to respond to them. Mm-hmm. I, I guess there's just an, a much, a sense of ease around stuff. Mm-hmm. and i and i and if if i ever am in a low space a low state of mind i just know not to trust my thinking like i know that i i don't have to look to feel better 
I don't have to look outside myself. Mm-hmm. Really? Like that's not going to work. I mean, how many times have I used drugs and then not felt better, but it's that, that habit, that connection that's like, this will make you feel better. This will do this. Let's look outside yourself or let's go find this self-help book. And maybe, but like, you know, it's like I can at least have some awareness around like, I can do this, but I don't have to put my well-being onto it. Not the drugs, but like even my, like even working out or something like it's not, that's not going to make me more. Mm-hmm. I might really have an elevated experience and my well-being. I could be okay if I don't work out. <laughs> You know? Right. Yeah. And it, it was that constant searching to feel different, to try to fix a feeling. Mm-hmm. All I did in my addiction. Mm-hmm. And I really thought my feelings were affected and changed by the substances I used to use or the situations I was in. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's such an important point that anytime we're addicted or have an unwanted habit, that it we do that because it looks like a solution right? and it, you know, it turns out we're looking in the wrong direction, but we're never, you know, we're, ne- I always say there's no such thing as self-sabotage. We're always trying to do the best we can with what we know at the time. And it's so funny, like habits, addiction, there's such a, with more awareness, like we naturally change and evolve, like we evolve, we're made to have insights and change, but we don't always get to choose when those come. We don't get to choose like when we're going to see more. It's just that openness and awareness. And when we see at least how the mechanisms are doing it, it gives us that space to then have the possibility of misdirecting, changing, moving a different way or habits might fall away. Mm-hmm. You know, even like eight months ago, I um I was out I wasn't eating very healthy at all. I was like twenty pounds more and and I was fine. I was perfectly fine and I wasn't work exercising, but then I was like, let me get curious about this. You know, it's just like I'm not gonna stress about it. I'm just gonna have a okay, like what's what it's interesting. And it naturally what developed is now it's like I'm working out like three times, four times a week just because I enjoy it and I feel good, but I'm eating incredibly healthy. But I'm not like, oh, how do I manage this? How do I manage this? How do I manage this? It's like, it just came. It just arose. And over time, and it morphed and it modified. But there's such an ease in developing new habits when we don't have as much on it. We don't think we actually have to control it. And there's also an ease in habits falling away when we're not judging ourselves and putting ourselves down and carrying us and making ourselves feel better. Like, Oh, why did I do that? And we go into shame and then we go back to feeling terrible and we do an action again, you know, like, Oh yeah, this is a cool cycle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think you mentioned a little bit earlier about identity, how you, you know, you identified yourself as an addict and, and drew a, drew the conclusion that that's just what you're going to do. And I think that's such an important thing to bring up because in this understanding that you don't we don't identify ourselves based on the habit, you know. And so something just struck me. I don't know if I'm going to have the words to talk about it, but that in kind of the old model of dealing with unwanted habits and addictions it almost reinforces what we're trying to get rid of. You know, it drives us back toward 
doing the thing because of maybe identifying with it and and seeing it as a problem as well. Whereas when we look in this direction, we're looking elsewhere. We're looking towards our wholeness and and seeing that the habit is just there and it can fall away, like you said uh, a few minutes ago. Yeah. So that just struck me. I think it's an important clarification. It's a, it's a very, it's like not a punitive, you know, not a what, sorry, a punitive. Oh yeah. Not punitive. Yeah. Like, like let's tear you down. I mean, some people find strength in that in their own way. Right. But it's also, and it's also, I don't feel effective. You know, it doesn't feel good either. No. And it also doesn't tend to work for other habits. You know, the little habits. Like, it just actually, like, so, like, does it really work for these other really supposedly big ones? You know, like, like, hold on. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, And, so you're now teaching with the Inside Alliance, which is so great. And what was that um, progression like for you from someone who was incarcerated to now teaching the principles? I um, got out six years ago and I just stayed volunteered, did mm. multiple and week courses with Anna. I did like eight or nine of them. Wow. And then two years and one month ago, they were hiring their third person at the time and so i supplied because i was like okay this is what i want to do that's i just knew it in my heart um and i got it it was super amazing now we're at like 11 people and we do case management so we support people coming out of prison full wraparound services um and we have now we're in a lot of we're looking like we're going to be doing drug court we're going to be, we're working with D-Start, which is a federal program. Instead of going to prison, they're coming to our program. Mm-hmm. And we're back in the prisons. Wow. And in my journey, I mean, it's been a journey learning this process of teaching. You know, a lot of some insecure thoughts, you know, so I'm like, but it's like, at least I knew what they were, you know, I don't have to take myself so seriously. And who will I ever be able to do this? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's, but it's been amazing. It's been an incredible journey of just like seeing myself more. Mm. And seeing other people more. Mm-hmm. So really grateful I'm able to like be part of this organization and do what I do because it's really about self development, which then you can only like share what we have. Mm. And and then being curious and interested and in just about other people. Yeah. Having love and compassion for other people and seeing them for their, for their true selves. Mm-hmm. And I imagine it's Im- so impactful for the participants in the course to have someone who has been where they are uh, to be able to show them the way. Yeah, it is. I mean, Anna was pretty impactful. Like, I wow, this is amazing, right? And you're right, there is a connection with some people that maybe wouldn't have stayed around. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
Yeah, it, it is really cool. They like to hear like, yeah, when I was here six years ago, they're like, you were here? I'm like, yeah, I was here a second time. Um, It's definitely huge. Yeah. I do have to say too, like, it's cool seeing, I always mentioned this earlier. It's, I mean, this last class I had, this, people are like, I am moving through life better than I've ever moved through life. Mm-hmm. You know, one, one person in our last class, he had this problem of always needing to steal. <laughs> He'd go into the line whenever there's cinnamon rolls, because that's a big thing, right? And he go in line a second time and always get caught, get put on like a uh, green shirt or whatever. He's always he's like, I just can't help myself. I just do it. And then one of the last classes, and he had that, he had a lot of thoughts around a lot, but he was we saw him quiet down as the weeks went on. And he was he was like in what ninth or tenth class. He's like, you know, we had cinema rolls, and I went and get in line for a second cinema roll, and I'm like. I don't need a second cinema roll. Why am I even doing this? <laughs> it's like, and I got out of line. <laughs> it's like, I, like, I can't, like, what happened? And, and from that, he's like, you know, what I realized is that I never need to come back here. And like, just from a cinema roll and have such a deep, he's like, I just, there's not, I don't have to follow that. I just don't. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, he loved the cinema rolls but it was just like so it was just like wow that's such a simple little thing that he just saw something really deep for himself and he saw the agency in his life and where his experience was coming from and he able to listen to his wisdom and who knows you know but it was um just cool to hear that is so amazing yeah the wisdom in a cinnamon roll that's awesome <laughs> yeah Oh, that's so great. Like, there's so many more, like, stories. That's just kind of a funny little one because you think, oh, a cinema roll. But no, it's like these little things never know what insights they can lead to. And they don't need to be big. No, that's the thing. When we see the nature of thought and how it works, it can be that from the tiniest thing to the biggest thing, it's always the same. The same source. Yeah. Wow, very powerful. <laughs> and so uh, about how many participants do you have in a class at a time? I'm just curious. 15 to 20. Okay. Yeah. And you said it's 10 weeks. Yeah, and then we do have participants that take it a second time. So I think mm-hmm. like five of them are retaking it. I mean, it's, it I it's nice, you know, the second time around, they see different things. Yeah. Um, and then at the women's, I know it's going to probably be 20 because mm-hmm. we're starting the women's prison here and they're really excited. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they, they had it years ago when Anna went in there. And so we couldn't get back in COVID and complications, mm-hmm. but yeah, at least 20 in the women's classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the youth is a little smaller. We probably have like 10 in each one, but that's because they're separated by units. Mm. So, oh, sorry. Say more about that. So uh, is it a different prison for young yeah. people? Mm. Yeah. We have the McLaren, the youth, which we've been doing. We do a lot virtual that they're kind of the exception. They can do some virtual zoom. Okay. Person's just better for paying attention. 
but they have different units and they don't like to mix them. So then we go in on Wednesdays and do a morning class and an afternoon class with the youth there. Mm-hmm. And uh, different prison. It's like anywhere from like 14 to 25, the youth. They, they have to go to the adult prison when they turn 25. But. <clears throat> Gotcha. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been lovely, Mason. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you'd like to share with our listeners today? I just want to say thank you for um, having me on. It's been a been a pleasure, and it's just so fun to even talk about this. And um, thanks for wanting to hear my journey. Um, yeah, thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. My pleasure. Thanks for being here. I'm loving this. Um, and so tell our listeners where they can find out more about you and about the Insight Alliance. The Insight Alliance dot org. Okay. insightalliance.org um, should have all our contact on there emails um, reach outs pretty much the go to and, and some videos and resources as well so Great. Okay. So I will put a link uh, in the show notes at unbrokenpodcast.com uh, to that so people can find it. Well, thanks again so much, Mason, for being here. I really appreciate it. thank you Take care. Bye-bye.